Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. The TalkSport Daily podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent a Car. Whether your business needs cars, vans, or larger commercial vehicles, you can rent from the best lineup in the UK with Enterprise. And with flexible long-term rental, you can get vehicles for as long as you need them, from minutes to months. Whatever the mission, Enterprise's mobility experts can build a bespoke solution to suit your business needs. Visit enterprise.co.uk forward slash business to find out more. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello, happy Wednesday, gang, and welcome, of course, to another Andy Goldstein TalkSport Daily podcast with me, your host, Andrew Goldstein. And we begin today with boxing chat. And Tyson Fury has been speaking ahead of his third heavyweight clash with Deontay Wilder this Saturday night live on TalkSport. Fury told Fight Night presenter Adam Catchell that he isn't scared of anything that the bronze bomber has to offer. Unless, of course, he had to offer, I know, a room with 50 lions in and 100 crocodiles. Then I'm guessing he would be, no, he wouldn't. Well, there you go. That's a dosa for you. <clears throat> I said dosa. He throws in the towel. Tyson Fury has done the remarkable. He has stopped the unbeaten, the ferocious. I just got to do what I've got to do, you know. It's no secret what, I, what I'm going to do. I'm going to go out there and blitz him. There's no going to be stopping me on the night. The only thing that's going to stop me is is um, getting knocked back out. But apart from that, I'm going to annihilate him. And that's all I'm thinking about. I'm just going to set about him. I think saying the word I'm going to beat somebody hmm. or setting about them is two different words, isn't it? I'm just going to set about him from round one. And I'm not going to stop. Like I said, the only thing he's got to can stop me is a knockout punch. But apart from that, he ain't stopping me from setting about him. And we all know that I can get up from his punches because I've done it twice before. So he doesn't have anything that I'm scared of. I'm not scared of anyone on earth. So listen, as well as the performances that have obviously set us all on fire, the ring walks have been pretty tasty, mate, for the last two years. You know, I remember being in LA and it felt like I was on a stag doing Benidorm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then we had obviously mariachi bands. We had a bit of Apollo Creed in there. And then we had the Patsy Klein situation. This is a theater of dreams. Crazy. Tyson Fury's milking it for, for everything he's got. It's pretty special. I know you're not going to give it me the full thing, but have we got something? Oh, have we got, got something, something nice? I've got something special for you this time. Is it better than what we've seen before? Do you think? I think so. Yeah, I think this is me, me big one. They have a full production team, sort it all out beforehand, and they do. They get like a a person in to sit down and walk out whatever they're going to do, and they just go through it so the TV know what's going to go on. Crazy, really. On now to the former heavyweight champion David Hay. Oh yeah, his toe. Yeah, right. Well, it was a little broken toe, wasn't it? <clears throat> anyway, he was claiming. Fury's overlooking Deontay Wilder. Fury feels like he just wants to get it out of the way. He just wants to get in there and get him out of the way. It's a bad energy to have going into a fight. You know, he needs to realise this is the biggest and most important fight of his life. You know, he's the he's the flag bearer, the heavyweight champion. Now, all of the titles Anthony Joshua had, WBA, 
WBO, IBF, IBO belts. They're all gone now. They're in Ukraine. He's the only Brit how holding the heavyweight title. He's got the Ring Magazine belt and he's got the WBC championship belt. He needs to keep them on. He needs to really make sure that he's not overlooking Wilder. Listening to interviews from his team, it really feels like it's just a foregone conclusion. Mm. He's just frustrated. He has to fight him because some some courtroom said he has to do it. I'm like, no, it's a real fight that you signed to do. It's all up for grabs here. honestly believe in your heart of hearts that you would have any chance of beating him, do you? I genuinely, genuinely do. Listen, he, may, he has a lot to say. People like to hear what David A's got to say. He's better than Tony after, Bellew. After, after I lost to Tony Bellew, yeah. I would have said 100%, I, I can't beat Tony Bellew. I thought, no. And then you go for a four-week training camp, which was a third of what I usually do. And I was doing stuff that I wasn't doing before and I felt really, really good. I, d- I just don't believe you believe you can beat him. Honestly, it would be like me calling yeah, that, you that's that. That's why. That is the reason why I'd have so much confidence because everybody, even his dad was calling me out. I don't know why he's being cheeky. Why is he being cheeky? And this is Fury's former trainer and close friend... Ben Davison reminding the Gypsy King that he can't rely on his past victories this time around. I mean, who would rely on... Anyway, play the tape. I hope that there's a sense of respect for what the opponent can do and not just ignorance of what I've done to him last time, I can just walk straight through him. I think the element of surprise massively was in Tyson's favour with the tactic he implied for the, for the rematch. Fury's got Wilder down in the third round, the huge right hand from Tyson Fury. However, this time Wilder will be prepared for that. The only thing I will say is I've seen Wilder in the training clips, he's very bouncy on his toes, you know, slipping shots and moving away and that may make it easier for Tyson to push him back. However, if he holds his feet, lets his hands go and he's willing to punch with Tyson, it's extremely dangerous. So I think you have to be prepared for slight adjustments on what the opponent may do as well. And I think that's what's keeping the the intrigue in this trilogy fight. Now, Sir Alex Ferguson has reportedly said that managers should always start their best players after the Manchester United boss Ole Gunnar Solskjaer rested Cristiano Ronaldo at the weekend. Darren Bent believes the comments on Solskjaer are being blown out of all proportion. Well done, Bentley. These things must happen all the time. Do, all, like he's going to give his opinion. He was manager of Manchester United yeah. for for twenty years. So of course, there's, there's probably been times in the stands where he's probably looked at some of the decisions that not only Ole Gunnar Solskjaer has made, managers before him, certainly after he left, David Moyes, Van Hal, and he's probably sat and whoever he's sitting with, going, Oof, I wouldn't have done that. I probably would have done this. The only reason why it's a bigger story now is because he's been caught. But it's not even he's been caught. He's not done anything wrong. No. He's just given his opinion. It's a game of football at the end of the day. Yeah. So the fact that people are saying, oh, making a bigger deal than it actually is in terms of Fergie undermining Solskjaer, it's not a course. I mean, everyone in football has an opinion. And certainly when you've been as influential at United as Alex Ferguson has, mm. of course he must sit there, honestly, every single game. Oof, I'm, I, I probably wouldn't have done that. Yeah. I would have done this. If you make that call and you don't play Pogba and you don't play your best player or Ronaldo, one of the best strikers in the world, and you don't win it, there's going to be heat. And there was heat, but everyone was talking about it. Mm-hmm. But to have Sir Alex, and that's, and I feel for Ollie because it's a, it's a, it feels like it's been a private conversation in public, if that makes sense. Yeah. And it's been overheard and it's made it into the public domain. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows about it now. Yeah. Now, the Man United assistant manager, Michael Phelan, has extended his contract with the club until just before half past eight. Oh, I see, yeah, 2024. Meaning it expires the same time as Solskjaer's, whatever that means. 
The club may be planning for the future, but Moni Moni Simon Jordan thinks it's built on shaky ground. Well, he would. A bit like his hair. If this foundation of Solskjaer and Phelan is a good one, then you're going to launch off it. My argument would be, I'm not sure that it is. Mike Phelan was a defender. And at this moment in time, Man United aren't a particularly cohesive defensive unit. So you have to look at that and say, well, where's that input coming in? Where's that particular benefit of association coming in? Because they haven't been a good defensive unit for some time and they don't look a good defensive unit now. You can't lay the blame specifically at Mike Phelan's door. But if you're asking me, does this send me into raptures of United have got it right? How can it? I'm, I'm, I'm retained the same position I've retained along until somebody wins something. How do you advance the argument that they're building and building and building? Well, we can all build forever and ever, but eventually you have to have a house. Now, cricket legend Michael Holden has been speaking after being presented with the Cricket Writers Club Peter Smith Award, which recognises an outstanding contribution to the presentation of the sport to the public. Holden criticised the ECB for pulling out of the Pakistan tour, claiming it showed Western bias. Typical, nobody wants to come forward and face face up to anything because they know what they did was wrong. So they put out a statement and hide behind a statement. It just reminds me of the rubbish that they did with Black Lives Matter. What that signal sends to me is the same Western arrogance. I will treat you how I feel like treating you. It doesn't matter what you think. I will just do what I want. Four days in Pakistan, I'm absolutely sure they would not have done that to India. But you know why, Ali? Because India is rich and powerful. And this is the former England fast bowler, Steve Harmy Harmison, slamming the Australian skipper, Tim Payne, for his comments about the Ashes going ahead this winter, with or without England captain Joe Root. I thought that was an idiotic comment. What is he pulling at? Saying stupid things like that. You can, we all know the Australians like to be a bit brash and, you know, a bit, a bit, you know, they've got the ego and we're going to sort of front up and put our chest out and we're going to try and run all over you. I thought Tim Payne's comment from an international captain last week about another international captain. I'm sorry, right? I might make that comment. A poor international captain in Tim Payne who barely gets into his own side against one of the best batsmen that's ever played the game of cricket. Captain on his side, I thought that was so disrespectful. It was it was embarrassing to, more than anything else. For him to say that, I thought that was uh, it was not out of order. I just think it was it was typical. It was a typical Australian flipping comment, which should come back to bite him on the backside. Because just look in the mirror, Tim. Look in the mirror. You've not gone anywhere. You have not gone anywhere to play cricket during the pandemic. Even your own teammates can't train with each other because they're from different states and are not allowed to cross borders. So why why make a stupid comment like saying the Ashes will go ahead whether Joe Root comes or not? Embarrassing. Absolutely embarrassing. On now to Jose Font, the Lille captain, discussing former West Ham teammate Declan Rice. Here, Fonty claims he knew Ricey would be good, but didn't expect him to be a midfielder. Again, it's right through the goalkeeper and in from Declan Rice for four. Everybody acknowledged that he had the potential to go all the way. He was just trying to break into the squad by, at, at the time. You know, he used to be a centre-back. I, I, would, I didn't expect to be a midfielder. When he started to play consistently in the midfield and doing so well, you know, he was kind of surprising because at centre-back he was great. I, w- mm-hmm. I already said, you know, as a centre-back, he has a future already. So fantastic for him, you know, so pleased for Declan. He's such a great professional, hard-working player and a good kid. And uh, he deserves all the, the credit that he's getting. 
I'm Natalie Sawyer and this is Talk Sport Daily. On now to Ali McCoy with an astonishing statement that Mohamed Salah is not the greatest Liverpool forward to grace Anfield. He says Kenny Dalglishes or Dalglish as they used to say. No one used to say that. Kenny Dalglishes by some considerable distance. Kenny Dalglish is and well was the most fantastic football player one of the most fantastic footballers I have ever seen Salah's brilliant by the way come on you know this is all about opinions and let's be honest about it it's a generation thing as well yeah right that is it's a generation Rush's goal scoring was ridiculous the partnership that he formed with Douglish was as good as anything I've ever seen but for all round ability in my opinion that I have uh, seen at Liverpool would be Kenny Douglish mm. oh man alive what a player If you compare him to any player now in the Premier League, is Incompa- there anyone that... Incomparable. Kenny, left foot, right foot, headers, unbelievably intelligent, incredibly intelligent football player. The most intelligent football player I think I ever played with. He was just amazing. Absolutely amazing. He could take in, he'd a, he won't thank me for saying it, but he'd a, he'd a backside on him, not quite like red rum, but he could turn defenders. He, he was really low centre of gravity, strong, brave... You know, oh, what, what, just what a football player. Some of the goals he scored, he would score tap-ins, he would score benders with his left foot, volleys, you name it, everything. And the vision and the amount of goals that he created for, for Ian Rush was, was remarkable. Back now to Jose Font. So you could say, back to Font. Anyway, this is him talking about his Portuguese teammate, Cristiano Ronaldo, and a revelation about his diet, claiming he actually indulges in treats. Yeah, of course he does. Bit of extra hummus, was it today? I've seen him eating um, a little bit of everything. He is, the, the rule is eating clean and healthy, 100%. But he does have his, you know, cheat mm-hmm. meals and stuff. You know, he eats everything. He's, he's a guy that, um, you know, has a balanced diet. Obviously, as a rule, he eats nice and clean, you know, the quinoas and uh, yeah. all this into that but he occasionally he has uh, his cheat meal yeah finally monsieur a wafer thin mint that's it gang thanks for listening on the TalkSport app or wherever you get your podcasts from I don't really care why don't you give us a rating as well give us a rating this is new it's not new, is it? Oh, it's been about for... I didn't know that. Okay, yeah, give us... Whack up the old one star anyway for us. Is it? Is out of five? Okay, five stars. That would be nice. Anyway, I'm back on my show, Andy Goldstein's Drive Time Show, alongside Goffey. Goffey. From 4pm. There will, of course, be another one of these Andy Goldstein TalkSport Daily Podcasts out first thing in the morning. Before I go, just a quick thank you to everyone that sent kind messages about my dog. This is serious. Scooter Frank, who went missing while I was on my way home last night. So you can imagine the calls that I got screaming. But he was found three doors down. So um, he didn't go far, but he's only little. So for him, it was probably like he was in a different country. But anyway, thank you for all your kind messages on social media. If you'd like to follow me, well, this is new. If you'd like to follow me on social media, you can. I don't use gutter. I just use Instagram, AndyGoldstein05. But again, he's found, he's safe. As I speak to you, he's currently licking his blow. It doesn't matter. He's, He's happy. Anyway, that's it. Thanks for listening. Until next time, be safe, everyone. Be safe. That was a podcast from Talk Sport.
The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whatever your mission, home or away, don't delay. Enterprise has the vehicle for the job. Rent from the best lineup in the UK. With over 450 branches, Enterprise has what your business needs. From compact three-door cars to spacious SUVs and people carriers to vans, they offer a large range of reliable vehicles perfect for the job. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum.